to the Washington Tattoo Podcast, where we champion education, celebrate community, and unite the very best of humanity. Fueled by world-class military precision and cultural excellence, the Washington Tattoo produces unforgettable immersive experiences, creating an atmosphere for people, organizations, and businesses to connect, network, and build impactful relationships. We invite you to listen to this episode of the Washington Tattoo Podcast where the world's musical traditions come to life. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Washington Tattoo Podcast and in the flesh, Stu Warmington. Here I am. <laughs> So we we figured we'd make this one a fun one, and it's just an interesting holiday episode. We're in town, uh, actually, so Stu is in town this week for the Baba Luncheon, the British American Business Association Luncheon for Christmas, and it was co-hosted with the ambassador to the U.S. from the United Kingdom, Dame Karen Pierce. That was just a great time, and so we figured we'd just take a moment to capture this time frame, chat about Christmas traditions and things that happen in our families. The differences between maybe some traditions in the UK and the US. So I'm ready to dive right in. I can't wait. And you know, you always ask me about the weather, and this is great. We got sun. <laughs> this is December. We got sun in December. I don't see this. So this is this is a novelty straight away. <laughs> yeah, Virginia weather in around December time is very strange. Sometimes it's very warm, like today. I think it's close to 60 degrees, and then other times it's freezing. So I mean, you never know what you get in Virginia. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> well. <laughs> Awesome. So Christmas in obviously in the U.S. is a mixture of all the different cultures and different traditions that we have. But we get a lot of it, I think, from the U.K. that okay. obviously goes back you know, hundreds of years. So I mean, what is what are some basic traditions that you celebrate around the holidays? OK, I think the first one probably begins on the 1st of December. We all have advent calendars. Uh, obviously, it's a lot commercial now. And, you know, when, when I was young, it was just a calendar with a picture behind, which I still love now. I, I don't like cool. chocolate calendars. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, yeah, our kids have chocolate calendars. But even now, even commercial calendars range anywhere up to you know up to thousand pounds now, depending wow. on what you, what you what you put in it, where you get them from. Right. So very luxury calendars when it's it's just meant to be about the advent of Christmas. Yep. And yeah. Uh, so I think that's day one. That's that's when you know Christmas has arrived, and you know the radio stations start playing Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're driving into work and it just, it's a whole month of build up ready, ready for Christmas. So the advent calendar is, you know, day one, that's, that's when, you know, December started. And then it's just a case of, you know, the shops opening later for Christmas shopping, right. build right. up the traffic as, as, as you go to the, the supermarkets and shopping centers. Uh, and then f for, for us, uh, I think the first sort of big tradition we do is Christmas Eve. Our, our kids get uh, they get up one present and it's always the same. It's always new pajamas and they go to bed all fresh and they wake up with new pajamas, Christmas pajamas. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's the main tradition for right. us. And then obviously when we, we when we break into Christmas Day, we we have a few others. But what about yourself? Do you have any? Yeah, yeah no, lots. I think it's starting. I mean, honestly, with the advent calendar, it's interesting because as kids, you start with something maybe fun where it's just a little picture or now. Kids get Legos and they can build a Lego per day. And as you get older, you hope it's like maybe a little bit of a nip with some <laughs> Baileys or some Jameson. So each day you have a little bit of a gift. But uh, Christmas cards are always huge. And that's something that's really special. Even yesterday, today, this one came in the mail from Jason Barrett, the new CEO of the Edinburgh Tattoo. So congratulations to Jason and that incredible appointment with the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Super proud of you and can't wait to continue this beautiful relationship. 
But Christmas cards are very special. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love is that we've built this relationship with military musicians from around the world. And we get Christmas cards each year from France, from Finland, from Singapore. And, and honestly, it's just, it's incredible to think about those connections. Um, and so that brings kind of the world to this very small, really small place for the kids. Yeah. And my son and my daughter, both my sons will say, you know, who, you know, who is that from? Well, you know, what's their story? And then we start to talk about how Christmas is global and it's just tradition. But then also talking about the other holidays that surround Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and things of that nature. Because in the U.S., down the street from me, you have families from every type of background. Yeah. So honestly, that's a big piece. The Christmas music that comes across is huge. I grew up in a very... Uh, my parents did not play music, but they always played music in like on the radio and things like that. But my grandmother was a huge Perry Como fan and would listen to Perry Como, Dean Martin, uh, Frank Sinatra, and I mean, Bing Crosby, the, like the classics. And so I have a really hard time actually adapting to new versions <laughs> of Christmas music. I love those like traditional Christmas songs. So those are the big ones from, from our side. So I went to, well, me and took the wife to Basel for the Christmas markets over there. Mm -hmm. Thought I'd give a bit of a, a culture yeah. you know, visit, went around to some uh, museums. And we went to the, the, the music museum and yeah. in that little like a pop-up display and you put the headphones on it. It was carols from Poland or oh, you know, all wow. these different places in Europe, and, yeah. but really old, like as old as it could get. And it was, it was like completely different to what you get nowadays. Or even, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it was the buildup of them. And it's, it's not what you, what now you go, that doesn't sound like a carol, but yeah. it's interesting to know what, what they were, what they were then and from all over the world. Yeah, and I love that because if you think about military music and what it did for troops back in the day, yes, it's a communication device in the battlefield, but in camp, it raised the spirits yeah. of all the troops. So if you bring yourself, sorry to bring this one up, but if we're at Valley Forge, <laughs> Valley Forge during the American War of Independence, sorry, a bunch of us <laughs> rebels. Um, if you think about the music that would have been played in the camp during that time, before radios, before you know records and all of that, there would have been a fife or a drummer or a piper playing some kind of carols from each of these these countries. Yeah. And I mean, it becomes very real where that was what lifted these guys' spirits up. And it does the same thing today, but I mean, just going back and kind of cleaning all the technology off, yeah. there's just something very raw about listening to that acoustic music. Well, when when I was deployed to to Kosovo mm -hmm. in 2000, we were there over Christmas. Wow. And uh, you know, we did, we did a Christmas concert in the middle of Pristina for, not just for our guys, but for the, the locals of it. Wow. It made a big difference, you know, just getting yeah. them in, 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 into the warmth. And there was, you know, food there and there was a, you know, the band of the Royal Marines and the Coral Drums came on and, yeah. you know, people, had, we had the Santa hats on. So it, it, it was very sort of, the first half was very traditional and then the second half was very fun to get people in a, a happy mood, but music does do that. So yeah. that, that was quite a, a nice experience to be involved in. That's incredible. And I think one of the things that's also huge is, is Christmas ornaments, right? And collect, collecting them from around the world. And so uh, let's just start with this. Do you have a traditional tree? Do you have like a, a live tree or do you have a fake tree? No, what, for, for many years we had, we had a, a live tree yep. and then we, you know, we like the smell, but then when you take it out of the house, you just get this big tray of pine needles. <laughs> so it got to the point where we just said, you know, well, let's, let's buy a fake one. Uh, and you know, we spent a bit of money on it. It looks great. Uh, we, I think we've had it about eight years now. So I think, I think this is the last year. Uh, so, but what well, we started off a routine of, I can't remember where we were. We got one ornament from somewhere to go on the tree. And then that started a, 
right every everywhere we go somewhere yeah we'll get so you know we go once a year we'll we'll get one or two ornaments a year to go on the tree and we make a big fuss of it uh and you know from all over the world from you know Basel, america you know i spend a lot of time in bethlehem the, the christmas city so we've had a couple from there yeah so every time me and my wife go away we'll, we'll find an ornament to, to take with us but even from the uk as well it's not just abroad so that's great but bethlehem pennsylvania Right. Yeah. Not yeah. Bethlehem. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, and again, like a great. I've heard this Christmas market that there is just incredible. And even most recently at the Baba Lunch, uh, Caroline Johnson had runs a Green Island Bakery, mm. and she goes there and she was talking about it. And there's this kind of beautiful synergy also with Liberty High School and the band. It's the the Grenadier Guards. Yeah, Liberty High School Grenadier Band. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's just there's some really great traditions there. But same thing with us. We did not do, we did a traditional, you know, live tree for so many years. Same thing. My, and my parents, my, my mother passed, but my father still will do a tree like that. Um, but my wife said, I, I'm not cleaning up anymore. For him by me. So, <laughs> um, so it was fun. It was funny to, to chat that through. But what I've loved to do kind of on the same message that you're saying is finding different areas of the tree where we take kind of like a, there's an Edinburgh section, there's a Basel section, and there are different ornaments from those places. And honestly, Colonial Williamsburg um, does a fantastic job with, they have a, like a Christmas store in downtown Colonial Williamsburg. And, you know, there's Pfeiffer's and Drummers, there's the old taverns. And so we have that on the tree, but we also have a Colonial Williamsburg like town mock-up. So it's the Colonial Williamsburg with the ceramic buildings and the carolers and the little fife and drum corps marching through. So that's something my my grandmother, um, not something my grandmother, our kids' grandmother, my mother-in-law, uh, Grandma Carmi, shout out to Grandma Carmi. <laughs> um, she loved having that in her house. And the first Christmas that I visited her, and I saw that I said, this is beautiful. And she just said, look, you know, that's one of my presents to you. I want to get you some of these. And so every year, we put this this um, this Williamsburg setup, but this year was really special because my ten year old son Hudson wanted to he wanted to put it together. He showed me as soon as I came in. He was very, <laughs> he was very proud of it. Yep. So I mean, again, it's like it's getting that tradition, getting your kids involved, and why is that important? What's the story behind it? Yeah, and I think that's really what Christmas is all about: is that you get to a certain age and you realize it's not about you and you look for that joy in your kids' eyes and then you hope that one day they pass it on to their kids. Yeah, well, so I'm looking forward to a new tree because the tree we've got, although it's a fake, it's not pre-lit. So uh -huh. we've got to put, and there's many been arguments on how these lights go on and whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Uh, obviously, mine's always wrong. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the new Christmas tree will be pre-lit, so that's, that's going to make my life so much easier. I love it, I love it. <laughs> well, so getting into Christmas foods, and uh, let's say, Starting Christmas morning, do you have any traditions for Christmas morning? Uh, well, the kids know before they open a present, I need a cup of coffee. Yeah, they, 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 that's they know they come down. They put the, <laughs> they put the kettle on straight away because obviously they they want to get stuck in. Uh, but we always have stockings. That's yeah. always the, the very first thing. Uh, and stockings are just you know for the UK little presents, nothing yeah. very expensive, but they always contain chocolate money. Okay, so uh, that's always a. I think chocolate money meaning like little bits of chocolate wrapped in like a foil. Yeah, so it looks ah, like money. Okay, and that, okay. that goes from the old days where they used to put a little like a tuppence in, in the stocking. Oh, interesting. Uh, I was always have a terry chocolate orange. Okay. Uh, which is a, uh, I think it's made by Nestle. I'm not yeah. too sure. And it's just a, a chocolate orange and it's it's solid, but you've got to tap it to, to break it open. Oh, that's So cool. that's always in. But that goes from the days when you used to put like some fruit in. So it's, yeah. it's just expandable. Yeah. So the terry's chocolate orange and the coins, that's always staple and then there's just a few little presents so that's that's the first thing uh, and then we'll maybe have 
a little bit of breakfast, some cereal or, you know, some toast, and then yeah. we'll go on to the, to the big presents. Interesting. So there's always an argument in our house, what to start with, <laughs> coffee or mimosas? <laughs> <laughs> and as each year goes, I think we actually lean more towards the mimosa <laughs> side. We haven't gotten to the Bloody Marys yet. That's more for football tailgating season. But yeah, no, we, we wake up every morning. Of course, the kids go crazy because they wake up first and they run downstairs. And I think there's magic in that because, you know, it's the whole belief in the Christmas spirit yeah. in Santa Claus. And that's such a it's such a powerful thing for for kids. And so anyway, the thing I love about it is when we, the kids come down, they'll have their their last day. So we do it instead of an advent calendar now with all the Legos. We've done this Christmas countdown where there are blocks with the numbers on. Yeah. The kids take the blocks. They do the numbers. And what's fun about it is once they get to day zero, I mean, they absolutely <laughs> go bonkers and lose their mind. But typically we'll make pancakes, you know, do bacon and eggs, that kind of thing, kind of a standard American breakfast. But then the hard thing is my in-laws used to trade presents. So like it was always a one for one kind okay. of around the circle. And that means you had to have done your homework <laughs> to make sure you got the right amount of presents for everybody. So as the years have gone by, we've kind of gotten rid of that because that's become just a logistical pain in the neck. But uh, the kids are now getting to the point where they love experiences. Yeah. And so my love, my son Hudson loves going to baseball games. Ella likes going to get her fingernails done now. <laughs> so she wants to be a Disney princess. And so like those are fun things that we've started to do to move back into, you know, getting away from more tangible toys and things like yeah. that and creating experiences for the kids. Obviously during the Christmas morning, there's music in the background playing. Absolutely love it. But leading up to Christmas are also usually concerts. Yeah. And a lot of military bands do concerts. Do the Royal Marines also have like a series of concerts? Yeah. So Christmas is a great time for the guys. So they call it job card season, which basically means if your name's not on the job card, you're off. Mm. So they'll just they'll come in for the gig. They'll do the gig. They'll go home and that's it. So, if, you know, you look at, look at the job card. If your name's not on, you're not in for that amount of time yeah. and yeah. you're not working during the day. So it's a great time to get time with the family, get do a little bit last minute shopping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also, it's the same material. So every concert will be exactly the same. They know exactly what they're doing and all the concerts are in the same location. So before they even get there, they know the, the, the layout, they can yeah. plan it. So they literally just get there, turn up, do it and go away. And it's, it, it's a great time. That's uh, great. Yeah. And in the olden days, we used to get concert season. We, they, the engagements are categorized into different ones. And there was a, what we used to call a cat four, which used to get extra money for it. Oh, wow. And you used to get paid cash. <laughs> so all these ones in December, you used to get extra money. Nice. You know, it was a lot of money paid in cash in your hand. And yes. so that used to go straight towards the family presents, but the MOD said, yeah, we're taking that from now on. So that, that stopped. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas concerts are great because it's, you know, it's the same music. They know yep. it's Cavalry of the Steps. Yep. You play basically because it's got sleigh bells in and that suddenly becomes, you know, Prussian march that's now turned into a Christmas a Christmas march, anything with the sleigh bell, and it's just a chance for the the band to have a bit of fun. They decorate the stands, the music stands, and have yeah. competitions in the concerts. Who's got the best stand in the audience yeah. interacting? Chance for the the beaglers to come on with Santa hats and dress up and do the you know 12, 12 days of Christmas or right, you know. right, right. So yeah, it's all it's all it's a time just to relax, have a bit of fun. You know the seriousness is gone. You know we, yeah. we still do the opening sequence, which is very much you know, drill deportment and what you expect. And then the second half is just get the audience going, get them ready for Christmas and yeah. play the favorites and just have a bit of a Does life. the core of drums have a static, a drum solo display? No, we, we obviously, you know, we, we've got loads that are just committed to memory and the yeah. guys will just pick one. Pick you one. know, sometimes at Christmas, 
we'll put everybody on. So you rather yeah. than just having four or five, you've got maybe twelve on just to yeah. just to boost it out and so yeah. looks good. But yeah, normally it's just a quite relaxed Got it. Cool. run up to Christmas. Well, I have to say, we're going to close out this episode, but another reason why we're here is that this weekend, December 16th, is Wreaths Across America Day. And last night we had the honor of being at the dinner, the send-off dinner, and the trucking industry in the U.S. is just the hero of this entire story. And what the trucking industry does for veterans what the transportation and logistical folks have to do to make that happen are just, I mean, it's just incredible how, how special I, that was. I was completely blown away by yeah. the, the whole the evening, the stories that were being told about the, you know, the Vietnam veterans. Yeah. And, but, you know, when you find out, you know, they're the backing up big trucks of Reeves to Arlington yeah. and there's, you know, they're laying over 260,000 Reeves. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I had no idea yeah, you know, I, what they did was so important as well. And it means a lot to them and it, obviously meant a lot to everybody in the room yeah. and you know it was quite an emotional night you know yeah quite a humbling place to be yeah incredible my hat goes off to the Worcester family that puts that together every year and so they've been doing it for such a long time I think it was something I don't know how many years in a row they've been doing it but I mean it's really a special special event and so many of my friends go to Arlington and honor their friends and so I mean having folks that have been laid to rest and commemorating that during the holiday season is something we're really proud of and the partnership we have with Reese Across America yeah. Radio to share the podcast and get out there was really, really special. So in closing, so to say Merry Christmas, Stu. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas to all our followers. And hopefully everybody that's enjoying this podcast, please like, share, and then also comment. Let us know what other types of episodes you want us to record, and we'll get that to you. Have a great day, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, everyone. This is Mark Riley again. We want to share a great opportunity with you to get your business name out to our listeners. We are looking for individual episode and yearly sponsors for the Washington Tattoo Podcast. So if you love music, history, and want to support military veterans, please take this step with us and consider being a sponsor. For information on that, please email marketing at thewashingtontattoo.com. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. For PSAs on the best services available to veterans, go to VA's new radio outreach page, news.va.gov slash outreach slash radio.